Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. Howdy, everybody. Howdy. (laughs) I am Carol Ann. This is Matt. Welcome back to another episode of Boozed and Confused. Welcome. Welcome. Hello. Howdy. Aloha. Hello. Hi. Yeah. (laughs) Um, We've got an episode by me today. Um, it is something I did not know existed until I was doing a little bit of research and somebody on the Reddit mentioned it. And so I looked into it a little bit more and that's what we're going to talk about today. Before we get into the episode though, we have some housekeeping. We have some housekeeping. Um, We're on all your social media platforms. Wow. Sound more excited. I just think you could record this part. No. And just I keep can't. it going. And just keep it going. All right. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, MySpace, YouTube, YouTube <laughs> Parlor. We're not on Parlor. We're not on MySpace. Um, but we are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and now YouTube. If you, well, I will give the disclaimer. Uh, if you go to YouTube, you're not going to like find out what we look like or anything. It's literally just audio because we're not coordinated enough to do video with our pods. We're not Joe Rogan. We haven't taken any uh, invertamin. Ivermectin. Ivermectin. Yeah. I haven't taken that. Yeah, no, not yet. (laughs) Um, Maybe on Monday. Yeah, maybe maybe Monday. We'll see how it goes. Um, But yeah, come hang out with us on the socials. Uh, send us a DM if you want to talk to us, or if social media isn't really your thing, you can send us a good old fashioned email at boost and confused podcast at gmail.com and we will respond. We'll send you a raven. We will, <laughs> we will send you something back. Um, what's next? We don't have a, like, buy me a coffee or anything. Um, But if you like the podcast and you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is by leaving us a review and subscribing or following on your platform of choice. I've always said in the past that it's, like, super duper important for Apple Podcasts. But, you know, really just anywhere that you can that you feel so inclined to do so would be very appreciated. Uh, We always enjoy reading the reviews, um, especially the ones that don't tell us to eat shit (laughs) not that we've gotten one yet but i'm just waiting for it we're bracing ourselves (laughs) and uh if you leave us a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us we will send you some boost and confused stickers for free in the mail regardless of where you live if you live in greenland we'll figure out how to get it to you i promise i super duper promise and Two ravens. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, a long journey for them. The last item for today, before we get into it, what are you drinking? A Guinness. Oh, I've never heard of that before. Is that a craft beer? I don't know what you'd call this. I'd I don't know either. A, a, a stout? 
Oh, well, yeah. I mean, if we're going by that. Oh. You oh. asked if it was craft. Yeah, no, it's not craft. Craft no. is technically um, not mass produced and then like mass shipped all over the world. So I would not say it's a craft beer. But it's the best beer. It is Guinness. It is okay. It is the best beer. Um, I am drinking an Oktoberfest from Sam Adams. Happy happy fall, everybody. Happy not, fall. It's not fall yet. It was under uh, 80 degrees today, so it's fall, and it's September. That was my argument for when I was like, I want Oktoberfest. Yeah, I'm going to decorate for Halloween soon because I deserve mm. it. Mm, I deserve it. So without further ado, shall we get into it? Do you have anything else you want to talk about first? I would love to be sponsored by Guinness. I have so much Guinness stuff. We have a whole Guinness bar. It's it's such a nice it is a really place nice. to put all of our stuff. It, oh, you mean just like throw stuff on top of it? Like that's... all the Bougie Confused stickers? Yeah. All of them? All of them. Well, okay, they're in a box, so it's not like they're no, laid out one by one. Friends at home. <laughs> it, it's They're just stuck onto the bar. They're like not. A, like a three-year-old guy with some stickers. Nope. I wouldn't do that. But that three-year-old is Carol Ann. <laughs> okay, that's rude. It's like driving by someone who's got a car full of kids and you can't see through the passenger windows because, because there's so many stickers. So many freaking stickers. <laughs> okay, well that's not true and we would not do that to the bar because the bar is beautiful. So, thanks for dragging me under the metaphorical bus for nothing. Got to do it. Are you ready for today's episode? I already hate this. But yes. All right. I have a question for you. Sure. How do you think scientists learned about tooth decay? Someone's tooth hurt. Yeah, that's very close. What's a dentist's There's favorite time of day? Ooh, is it tooth hurty? Or is it just when they close up the office for the day? I'd say it's when they open the office because then they get into like pain. Yeah. Do you think all dentists are like masochists? No, but um, if you've ever seen Little Shop of Horrors, mm -hmm. there's the dentist. But then there's Bill Murray, mm -hmm. who likes to be hurt. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a right answer to this question. And um, you're wrong because uh, you did not guess that it was human experimentation that they found out how tooth decay works and what causes it. Oh. So I'm going to take us on a journey into one of the really like weird and fucked up parts of history and it starts with sweden in the 1930s sweden is seems like that really uh calm and quiet neighbor um but like has like weird crap in their basement yeah like they have like six chest freezers in the basement and you're like <laughs> mm, dale that's a little creepy i was gonna go more like gags and chains oh. and leather and stuff oh but, yeah no. Uh, let, no, no we're not let's... gonna kink shame here but we will say dale could be a murderer if he has six chest freezers in the basement right all right so back in the day studies found that 83 percent of three-year-old kids had cavities in their teeth that's a lot um and it wasn't really unusual given that dental care wasn't really the greatest back then and there's just no treatment for it back in the day all you could do with rotten teeth was just pull them out question hold on yes 
three-year-olds, was it 83% of three-year-olds had cavities? Yes. Or or three-year-olds had cavities in 83% of their teeth? No, I wrote it that way, but I think it's 83% of three-year-olds had cavities in their teeth. That would make way more sense than... 83% year of olds. their teeth. You have cavities in 83% <laughs> of your teeth. Yeah, I was very tired when I first started writing this. So, um, yeah, so back in the day, 20th century, there really wasn't research that was available that discussed what caused dental decay. And there's this, like, overwhelming hunch, right, that sweets were the issue. Um, and they, they thought this because kids who lived in children's homes as, like, orphans didn't really get sweets often because they were poor, right? And so they had cavities far less often than kids who came from families who could afford the sweets. It's like a very like anecdotal sort of thing, doesn't not like a controlled study or anything, but that was where the original hunch came from. So the Swedish government says like, wow, we should really do something about this tooth decay, shouldn't we? And because they could not repair or treat it, they thought, well, what if we just prevented it instead, which would make sense. Like, you know, I'm sure it's very expensive to have that kind of dental work done. So they didn't know what caused it. They didn't know how to prevent it. And here come the unethical studies <laughs> that, hey. that they did. 1945 rolls around and this medical board of the National Dental Service in Sweden commissions a study about dental cavities. And... If you're trying to learn this, where where would you go? You know, like how would you recruit people to take part in the study? Um, I I would probably go to the store in the candy aisle and ask people there if they want to partake in a study. Do you want to take part in a study? <laughs> okay, well the answer is you don't recruit anybody. You just experiment on patients within a mental institution. That was my second guess. Yeah, yeah. Just tip of the tongue right there. Um, so enter Vipolm Mental Institution. It's a hospital for the intellectually disabled located in Lund, Sweden, and it's the largest facility of its kind uh, within the country. Is it uh, next to uh, an Ikea? It might be. It could be. I don't know when Ikea was created, but those sweet, sweet meatballs. Sweet balls. <laughs> okay, so CNN has this great write-up, which is where a lot of this information came from, so I'll obviously link that in the show notes. Um, but I'm going to read a chunk from that CNN article. Um, These idiots, which was a medical classification at the time, were gathered from smaller wards all over the country. In the beginning, they had 650 people, and it grew to over 1,000. In medical terms at the time, an idiot was a person with an IQ below 25 who functioned at the level of a normal toddler. An imbecile had an IQ of between 26 and 50, whose intelligence was that of a child of 7. Morons functioned at about the intellectual level of a child of 12, and these children, loose quotes, uh, typically ranged in age from 15 to 70. Average life expectancy was very low. So there's actually, like, scientific, no, sir, you're actually an idiot. Yes. Which is the worst one. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. And there wasn't really a plan for the folks that lived in this hospital. There were, like, no activities. 
I think if you go into, you know, um, places like that today, maybe not mental institutions, but some sort of home, um, you would find that there's a lot of like day-to-day activities, keep people stimulated and moving. Uh, they had none of that here. There were no activities. People just like ran around all day. Um, and if you were too troublesome, you were bathed in cold water. And I imagined, uh, the word bathed is probably too nice. I'm assuming for what really happened. And some of these people just laid in bed all day. So now we are bringing in a man named Hugo Froderberg. He's the only physician in the hospital until 1942. And he has these meticulous notes on every single patient where he ranked them from zero to six to indicate their mental capacity. Zero meant that they were biologically lower standing than most human species or just basically vegetables. Um, Groups one to three, quote, may have a certain spiritual life, but were otherwise unimaginable, end quote. Uh, Two-thirds of the patients in the hospital during World War II were from the four lowest groups. Fun fact, actually, um, back during World War I, the uh, tooth problem, the toothlessness problem was so bad that there was a requirement, um, I believe, for U.S. troops that they had to have at least six teeth. Oh. Yes. That's a pretty low requirement. Very low requirement. But the fact they had to have it, you got to wonder what the heck was going on. Pretty bad. So if you were at a mental level of at least elementary or like preteen children, you were allowed to work. Allowed to work is like very loose quotes. Yeah. So the jobs that they worked were ones that pretty much nobody else wanted. So it was like laundry or cleaning or growing a garden. And if you could chew and feed yourself, you were recruited, loose quotes, for the study. And, yeah, very loose quotes for recruited because it's it's like being voluntold. So it's like whoosh, whoosh. Yeah, yeah, Super very loose. slow like, quotes. Like. So if you didn't chew your food and you just swallowed, you weren't subjected to the study and the tests because... You had to be able to chew, right? A lot of these tests used toffee. Um, so if you didn't have teeth and you couldn't chew, you got nothing going on oh, for the test. sign me up then. Toffee? Yeah. Hot yeah. damn. Yeah. Well, ugh. Ugh. So now that we've had some context for V-Palm, let's get into the actual experiments that happened. There's three phases to this. The first phase is that um, kids' teeth were closely examined and their teeth were generally in much better shape than the overall population of Sweden. They were given very little starch and half of the average consumption of sugar in a typical Swedish diet. There's no food between meals and they were given vitamins A, C, D, and fluoride tablets. And after this point, 78% of the kids had no new cavities. On to the next phase. So the next two years, the kids were given twice the amount of sugar that the typical Swede would eat. And there's three groups within this. The first group ate sweet, sticky bread uh, made with extra sugar with their meals. Put me in that group. The (laughs) second, that's probably, I'm sure, just like white bread. 
Um, the second, drank sweet beverages with one and a half cups of added sugar at meals, which that's, is that's kind of gross. That's kind of gross. Vile. And the third, ate chocolates, caramels, or sticky toffees between meals. Maybe put me in the third group. Oh, you're not going to want to be in the third group after I tell you this. So then they took that third group of the candy kids and they divided that group into kids who ate eight pieces or 24 pieces of toffee between meals. It's a lot of fucking toffee. It's a lot of candy. Put me in the group of 24 pieces of toffee. Okay, well, here. They developed a toffee that stuck better to teeth specifically for this study. All right. You don't want any teeth? Nope. I guess, yeah. Maybe you'd be a little gummy. Like a gummy bear. (laughs) Okay. Well, unsurprisingly, um, the tooth decay was high in groups which had sugar and sticky form between meals, obviously. So, like, the toffee, chocolate, sweets, most effective in absolutely demolishing your teeth so in the control group um you know the sucrose and the bread groups the activity was still pretty low there and in both toffee groups and the caramel group the increasing cavities occurred immediately after the children began eating them so fast forward a little bit 1949 uh the third phase of the trial comes and they start testing a more normal loose quotes carb-rich diet and at this point around 50 of the 660 subjects had completely ruined teeth Mm. like unusable so one question you might have is where did they get all the money for this stuff (laughs) where (laughs) where did they get the idea for a newly formulated stickier toffee i have i have a guess what's the guess it's willy wonka it's (laughs) That bastard. It's Willy Wonka. But it's... Uh, the, the Oompa Loompas. Is it Gene Wilson? Is he the... Gene Wilder. Gene... Oh, Jesus. What are you... What Ooh. are you doing? I'm going to let my shame sit on the pod. I'm not going to edit that out. That's fine. I'm very tired. <laughs> I wouldn't have known even if I were not tired. It's fine. So they got all the money and the ideas for all of this from the sugar industry. The candy industry, the confectionery no. industry, never. It's no. like it's like the end of an episode of Scooby Doo where like they take the mask off and it was like it was the janitor all along, um, except it's not the janitor. The janitor is the confectionery industry. So they put huge amounts of money behind this. They obviously gave a ton of chocolates and sweets and um, helped with the stickier toffee, and they weren't super happy. <laughs> When the results showed a pretty undeniable link between sugar and dental issues. So, because this industry is pissed, the researchers delayed their publication of the results. Also highly unethical. (laughs) We didn't like the results of this. Don't tell anybody. (laughs) So, they didn't publish the study and make it public until 1953. Which is a little bit of a delay. Yeah, small. There's this um, Swedish journalist named Thomas Kanger, who um, I'm going to quote a ton of stuff from him right now, but he did a lot of write-up about the study. Um, They were given toffees or caramels that stuck in their teeth. The teeth were destroyed, and after they were ruined, these people were in terrible pain. It was actually horrible. He said, records show researchers decided not to fix the teeth for those 
who could not cooperate with the fixing procedures, like being scared of the drill, um, they also chose not to fix the teeth among many of the lower categories of patients. Yeah, who needs them? Yeah, the fucking assholes. Not the not the patients, the people who did the study. Um, they did fix the teeth among the many um, higher category people, you know, who had like higher IQs, I guess you could say. Um, but in many cases, the teeth were just pulled instead of being fixed. Oh. So I don't know if that's really fixing the problem. I guess it's helping get rid of some of the pain, but... Uh, what else did they learn from the study? Because they learned that sugar is bad. <laughs> sugar is bad. <laughs> um, they started researching like sugar substitutes, uh, like artificial sweeteners, uh, which I feel like are equally bad for you, just in other ways. Um, but the study has been used to prevent cavities in many school children and has been cited a lot of times by other reviewers. And in Sweden, it actually jump-started this, like, national campaign to reduce the amount of sweets eaten by children. And it became a tradition in Sweden to encourage kids to only eat candy at home on Saturday nights while listening to a popular radio program. That's so specific. That's <laughs> very specific. Very effective, I'm sure. I feel like... Well, I'll, I'll leave my thoughts until after I finish here. But... Um, the recommendation that they had was like all the sweets that you want, but only once a week. Um, and, and that sort of recommendation spread to other countries. And I think what's like really fucking me up here is how close in history we are from like this present day um, to now that we're experimenting on people within our population who were seen as like subhuman. And I'm sure that that's still happening today. Uh and maybe the U.S. I don't know. It wasn't that long ago that we had really fucked up experiments in the U.S. But I don't know. I always thought of Sweden as like a, <laughs> a very know. like straight laced place. Yeah, yeah. It turns out we all have skeletons in the closet. Sweden, you're not immune. Um, but one thing that I read within the articles that I thought was equally kind of fucked up is that the people who started these experiments and ran them um they were like okay with everything that was going on because there was this mentality that these groups like owed them for like the current care that they were receiving within the institution mm -hmm. so it's basically like you're alive and taken care of in this institution you owe us and you should be in this study you give us your teeth and um, it really wasn't even until the 90s that studies started appearing about the ethical aspects of these experiments. So, like, this research funded, or I guess fueled, a lot of what we know today about, like, tooth decay and sweets, as unethical as it is. Um, but I, I think that's that's wild. Yeah. And then you get into all those things you said, like, uh, alternatives, like uh, high oh. fructose corn syrup. Yeah. Yeah, Which regular is, corn syrup. It's horrible. Corn, I love corn on the cob. Corn. Holy cow. Popcorn, kettle corn. Uh, corn, the, corn, sweet corn that you buy off the back of a pickup truck. Uh, uh, <laughs> In uh, the country. Elotes. Yep. Um, creamy corn. Uh-huh. Love it all. Corn syrup, freaking hate it. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting. The first uh, ingredient within... Most anything is corn syrup well no the first uh ingredient within um 
most formulas for babies made in the U.S. is corn syrup. It is. Yeah. Doesn't I mean, learned that. Why does it doesn't, have to be doesn't in mean there? It's, it doesn't mean it's bad. It's just like a good, um, what do they call it, thing <laughs> for them to have. A, good yeah. thing. <laughs> it's the high fructose corn syrup. This episode brought to you by the confectionery industry. <laughs> They're on to us. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like this whole thing is really fucked up. I had no idea that this was where we learned about like modern um, dental hygiene, but that's kind of my thoughts. I don't know. This is terrible. Yeah. Well, that's, it's pretty weird, but you know what? It's almost eight 30 and my radio show is coming on. So I have to eat all my candy for the week. Uh, in one in a few sitting. minutes here. Yeah. Here's the problem with giving people advice like that. People like you would go to like Dollar Tree and just buy like one bag of every piece of kind of candy possible and then eat it all in one sitting. As long as you don't get off the couch and you're still listening to the radio program, it's fine. Yeah. That's following the rules. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, PTOs, uh, oh, yeah. raspberries. Uh-huh. I would throw like a gummy worm in there probably. Yeah, like a bears. sour gummy worm. I like the sour gummy bears. Yeah. Um, sour Patch Kids. Some Skittles. Swedish fish. Yeah. Skittles just really rip all my my fillings out. The sour Skittles. Ooh, would that yeah. kind of like scratch your mouth? Like yeah. Captain oh, Crunch. Oh, God, yeah. Like Captain you remember Crunch. what kind of Altoids were, were they that... Uh, like were they were there sour Altoids? I, th- I think I used to eat a ton of those. I think they did like a citrus one. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah. But they don't make it. Yeah. Did you ever have warheads? Uh, you were only cool if you could do like three warheads in your mouth when yeah. you were like in fourth grade. Yeah. R.I.P. Taste buds for probably I don't know three weeks after. I actually came across a warhead not too long ago, and I tried it, and I was like. I don't think this they're the same. This ain't shit. I don't. I think it's like the case of Four Loco, where oh. the original, <laughs> oh. the original oh. was, you know, something else, and then they had to tone it down. At least that's what I think. Yeah, all you kids drinking your Four Locos now. You don't know what it was like. You don't know anything <laughs> about Four Loco. Yeah, I don't know. That's all I got for today. Uh, there's not like a ton of other research i guess i didn't want to go into like the gory aspects of how you know these poor people were treated but um yeah that's it v palm experiments led to modern day dentistry knowledge about why you shouldn't eat 15 pounds of candy every day unless you can fit it in to that radio yeah during the the saturday radio show yeah yeah well That's it. Thanks so much for joining us. If you're listening the day that this comes out, happy Labor Day. I hope you have today off and I hope you spend some good time doing whatever it is that you enjoy. Ooh, what am I going to be doing? I'm going to go play video games after this. I'm going to go play League of Legends. Hey, look at you. It's uh, an abusive relationship. I hate it, but it always, always brings me back. Don't feed. I try not to. And then, and then if I if I accidentally feed, I say, "Lol, this is (laughs) ha ha ha. This isn't ranked. (laughs) Just playing. (laughs) If somebody else feeds, this guy freaking sucks."
Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us. Have a wonderful rest of your week, and we will see you next week on Monday. Take care. Bye.